Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Hey, welcome to this week's Driven Chat Podcast. This is your weekly automotive fix of, well, chatty, waffly, car-based stuff that we try and throw in your ears every single week. And we have been doing that for quite some time now, actually. I'm really pleased to say, despite all the lockdowns, and we're now on 3.0, as they call it, we've been able to bring you a Driven Chat Podcast every week, and we're chuffed to bits. And I've got to say, not just thank you to you guys that listen, but thank you also to the fabulous range of fascinating folk that have been on the show so far we have had such an interesting gaggle of cool people in fact if you put them all in the same room it would be like a petrol head dream <laughs> speaking of a petrol head dream mr markar's in the house how are you doing john markar <laughs> very well thank you thank you i i don't know if i dream or nightmare or um what's the the lucid dream i'll be i'll be that scary one the, the, the automotive lucid lucid dream lucid well there is lucid motors isn't there Oh, yeah. Have we accidentally advertised somebody here? Do you know what? I, th I think Lucid Motors are doing some quite interesting things, actually. It'd be quite nice to investigate that a bit further, John. Note it down, John. <laughs> I'm just going to get my pen. Next week, Lucid <laughs> Motors. <laughs> and that lovely laugh that you can hear isn't John's cackle. It's the glorious Amy Shaw. How are you doing, Amy? Hello. I'm very well, thank you very much. I am much better after seeing your face because it's been a little oh. while since we've all been on a podcast together, hasn't it? We've all been quite busy here, there and everywhere, despite lockdown 3.0, which, as you've said, very well done to our whole team for still managing to record 
for weekly podcasts. I'm really impressed with all of us. Pat on the back to us all, I think. Patting patting everyone. (laughs) This whole remote recording stuff is quite challenging though, isn't it? I mean, I know we're all in separate spaces right now, but also, I mean, I just love it when you're in the same space as the guest. I know we've we've kind of been able to connect with people and you can kind of look each other in the eyes sort of down Mm. the phone. But it's not quite the same, is it? No, you're absolutely right. I am longing for the time that we can be around a table or oh, in a cool space yes. or just, yeah, face-to-face. Because it is different. It is different. And, um, yeah, we, we're doing what we can. Obviously, with Magnus last week, that would have been a bit more tricky because he's on the other side of the world. But, hey, uh, yeah, the sooner we can get, get around a table and get, be in a room and high-five each other and hug each other and stuff, that's, I can't wait. That'll be the dream. <laughs> There we go. We'll, look, we'll, get, we'll get back to that. We'll get that. We'll, in due course, it'll happen again. Now, one of the reasons why we do these little chatty bits before the interview nowadays is actually because due to the nature of technology and oh, we don't want to overcrowd you with voices and look, watching each other for chatty moments and all that kind of stuff, we have been having, as you probably noticed, sometimes two of us with a guest sometimes occasionally they'll even be just the one of us I'd have thought with a guest but we still want to have the trio together as much as we can even if it's you know just to play a bit of motor car bingo at the start <laughs> actually <laughs> speaking of motor car bingo Amy Shaw and I have shared, shared a few car journeys and she has the best car games to play <laughs> When you're driving <laughs> down motor, you've probably experienced this. John and Amy have been in cars together as well before. Amy, just you do love a car game, I don't you? I do love a car game because I get a bit bored when driving, and you know, because I used to drive a lot more than I do now, and you just get a bit bored, especially if you're on your own or you've got a long, long way to go. So, my most recent game, and I think my favourite, but you've got to be driving something a bit slow. So, that's fine with me because I've got either a Defender or a Mini. John, it depends on how well your your cars are at the time and Andy I mean you're uh, I mean let's move on so the uh when when you're in a slightly slow car the game this one I don't know what I'm going to call it yet you have to first of all you have the first car that goes past you and if you like it you say yeah, you're going to stick and you think oh you know what I reckon car number two yes, or I three like might be better you go oh, I'll twist ah. second car overtakes you and you're like oh that's oh, do, I, do I keep that or is that going to go in the pile and say so then you think oh, right. either stick or twist but if you get your third car and you have run out of options you absolutely have to take that third car for your fictional garage oh, ownership yeah. and then you can just play this for as many cars as you want with you and your mate or if you have no friends John, then you can ah, have. Amy's, you know. on the, Amy's on the attack today. I don't know how I feel about this. It's she's, got the, the, she's got the claws out for Marco. It's because you were the lucid dream, John. That's, the that's what it is. That's what it is. That's um, been the problem. But yeah, it's a good game. Games. I love it. I think that's a great game. If and any, it's a nice twist on the old classic. You know, I play the whole kind of can you spot a yellow card? <laughs> so. It's, it's a bit of an upgrade on that. I haven't actually got a name for this yet. So if any of our listeners can come up with a very catchy name for this this car game, then please do send us a message on either our social media or you know we've got comments on YouTube now that you can go on to to tell us what your ideas would be because I've I'm no I'm not good at, I'm not very imaginative I'm a very imaginative person imaginative imaginative that's the one yeah so um yeah give us your give us your Car game games. Names. Okay, names. Game names. <laughs> game names. Speaking of names, I see you've got a, a Greek hero on the show today. You could you could say that. I don't know if he's actually related to uh, to the, the Greek god. Um, I should ask. He's not a god, John. He wasn't a god. Was he, he was a, a hero. Oh. No, Achilles, Achilles was not a god. Oh right. He was a warrior. He was killed by Paris in the fight of Troy 
Paris killed him by getting an arrow in his ankle, if you remember. Hence ah, Achilles heel. Got it. You know your Greek mythology. Yeah. We have. We have got an Achilles. I studied it at A level. Yeah, I do love a bit of uh, <laughs> Greek myths and legends. And yeah, Achilles was a he was a fabulous hero, but you know, he was not I don't even think he was a demigod, if I can remember rightly. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Joe, Joe Achilles is your auto... Oh, sorry, I've gone down a classical civilization tangent that, that nobody wants. Joe Achilles, however, is a fabulous man of automotive. Give me some, give me some headlines. Why should I stay listening to your interview with him? Because I'm going to. Brilliant. I'm, very, I'm very, very pleased to hear it. Yeah, no, Joe is... Uh, he's, he's what I would class as an up-and-coming... Um, no, I mean, it's not fair because he is, he's absolutely smashing it. He is an automotive following. YouTuber. He's got a great following on Instagram and his own YouTube channel and Facebook pages and whatnot. He's become a bit of a voice of authority for BMW, so you can tell there's a, there's a, there's a reason we're, we're quite good friends. Um, he's, uh, he, he's, a, you know, he's a real car enthusiast. He's not just doing this for the followers or for... Um, you know, to try and get behind the wheel of a car. He actually knows what he's talking about. He's a very good driver. He has a very real day job, uh, aside from being a, a, a influencer, I say in air, in air brackets. Um, he's, a, he's a professional chauffeur as well. So yeah, the guy is a, he's a, he's a cool, cool guy with a cool history, a cool backstory, and, and a, a certain poncho for BMWs, which is, uh, <laughs> suits me very well. <laughs> Well, you've mentioned those three magic letters, John. Mm. And, you know, I mean, barely a day goes by when you don't have some sort of uh, lucid dream based around BMW. <laughs> you've been rather excited by them again in the last few days, haven't you? I have. So, yes, uh, middle of last week, so Wednesday Wednesday or Thursday last week, uh, BMW M have, uh, have launched or shown to the world via their social channels their latest project, which is the M5 CS. Um, and it looks astonishing. It's just an absolutely amazing. And for whatever reason, I don't know who who made the decision to uh, to show the launch car in the colour scheme that they have done. But whoever it is, they do deserve to be paid two hundred percent more than they get at the moment because they've released the car in gold and green, which is just, it sounds like it should be horrific. But <laughs> go and find our social feed. Go and find our Instagram feed, and we've got some photos of it. Um, it looks phenomenal, and it's. Yeah, 635 horsepower, the fastest, most powerful BMW M car that's ever wow. been produced, I think. Um, it's, it's, it's incredibly exciting. And then I saw the price and it all, I, I started to get a bit sad. <laughs> I love that colour scheme reference though, John. I mean, gold and green, if it has maybe, I, I don't know, dark seats, then it's the after eight colours. Oh, Ooh. yeah, it is a bit after eight actually, because it is that very, very dark, it's kind of a, it, it's like, almost like darker than forest green it's yeah it's a good deep dark but and then the gold don't think immediately blingy gold it's like a a dull polished bronzy gold it's It's like a greek god gold it is a greek god gold and green and if that's not the color code name then they need to change it immediately (laughs) (laughs) well you know what it is it is nice to see bmw kind of having such a positive explosion from you because prior to this car some of the stuff they've been doing on their social media has been a little confusing, it to has. say the least. And it's very interesting you say that because that is a, a hot talking topic between Joe and I in this podcast you're about to hear. Because, yeah, oh, they've cool. been making some questionable decisions. And um, whilst we're massive BMW fans, there have been a few things that we have that, well, that have resulted in the two of us 
burying our head in our hands and thinking, what on earth is going on? So uh, it has it has felt like they've changed marketing agency or PR firm or whoever. Yeah, you know, somebody's come in either you know by default or design, and just kind of misjudged mm. it in my view yeah yeah you're absolutely right and uh, as you will as you will hear very shortly you are not alone in that thought <laughs> that thought process <laughs> brilliant oh good well let's let's just get straight on shall we joe achilles on the driven chat podcast the driven chat podcast in association with paramex digital okay here we are with a very good friend of mine joe achilles youtuber sensation slash various other things that I'll let him explain. <laughs> um, Joe, how are you doing? Yeah, very good, thanks, John. Um, nice to chat to you. I know we're, we are good friends, but I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. So, uh, yeah, we've spoken to you. No, I was, I was thinking that about when, when the last time we actually saw each other was, because I have a, I have a strange suspicion. I, I don't want to think it is, but is the last time we saw each other the day that we both drove each other's BMWs on a very frosty January morning? Yes, yeah, that's right, yeah. Which I, I can't decipher if was a, about a year ago or five years ago. I genuinely have no idea. Definitely somewhere in, in that sort of time frame. <laughs> we thought we'd give you a call and just have a bit of a catch up and see how life is treating you at the moment, because in my opinion, at least, you're definitely one of the up and coming YouTube personalities when it comes to the car world. There's an awful lot of people that enjoy your content. Um, we've known each other since the, I'd say, fairly close to the beginning of your journey as a YouTuber. And I think it's fair to say you, you're, you're flourishing now, aren't you? It, it, you're, you're kind of killing it. Like a flower. <laughs> like a flower, yes. Um, well, that's very kind. Firstly, hey, Amy, how's it going? Um, love you. All right, how you doing? Yeah, very good. Love your work. Um, Thank you. I uh, Yeah, well, it's very kind words. Thanks, John. Um, I think the last 12 months have been uh, interesting for me. And um, I've, I've, I've had a full-time job the whole time. I'm not a full-time YouTuber. I'm a part-time YouTuber. Uh, but my business, thanks to the sort of what's going on in the world at the moment uh, has gone down the drain and that's allowed me to focus a lot more on my channel and and pump out a lot more content and stuff. Um, and yeah, no, it's going well. I'm getting a really good reception. I, I love the audience that I have. They're, they're, they tend to be proper car people, car enthusiasts. And uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it and I'm sort of riding the wave at the moment and trying to keep on top of things. That's cool. That's really, really good to hear. Something I... I think a lot of people will be quite interested in that they may not necessarily know about you is is that day job um and i think the first time that we met we i was quite taken aback by what you do as a day job because it's not the kind of thing you often hear about so why don't you explain what is that day job and uh and also the very fitting tangent with that and the reason we're talking about it is because you get to drive something pretty cool uh, as part of that day job so um what do you do uh, yeah, so well by trade, I'm I'm actually a chauffeur. Um, uh, I'm based in London. Uh, my background is is from the fashion industry, and uh, a lot of my clients tend to be supermodels, um, at, at that sort of celebrity end of the uh, of, of the market. So so I ferry around um, probably five or six quite high end, reasonably well known um, supermodels in my car, but I'm also a bit of a chaperone to them because I've known them for most 
in fact, all of them for many, many years. So I'm not just your typical chauffeur. I don't wear a top hat. I'm very casual. <laughs> I, th- I think if I turned up in a suit and a top hat, they'd probably tell me to go home. But um, but yeah, so so I, I do that. And uh, yeah, I've got a very close relationship with, with all of these um with all these clients and uh and i my 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 car for that job is uh seven series bmw so i tend to get one of them every year um i've currently got the latest one with the uh rather large grills <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah so and and uh yeah it's, it's a lovely car lovely car to do that job in and i think it confuses a lot of people because when they see that on my instagram i very rarely feature it on my channels but when i do i think people just think that um I'm Shmi 150 and I've got loads of cars, but, um, but <laughs> I don't, that's, that's my work car. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, but it's a joy to drive and, and, uh, that job is good. I've, I've had some interesting, interesting stories across the years. So come on then, let's, uh, if you're allowed to throw some names at me as I know, I know there's one name in particular that you often get seen with you've been, I've seen paparazzi photos with you, with this one name. I'm not going to mention any names just in case you start shaking your head furiously, <laughs> furiously at me over this face. No, 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 no. Um, so go on, hit us with, hit us with some of the big names that you rub shoulders with on a frequent basis. Um, yeah. So I, I think the person you're talking about is, is Cara Delevingne, um, who's a very successful British model come actress now um and i've known cara since uh probably since she was about 14 uh, maybe even younger um when i used to work at store models in london um there was like a big booking table we'd all sit around and um and uh, i used to look after her sister poppy actually book her on jobs and stuff and uh, cara used to wander in before she was like you know a, a model uh, effectively she was just poppy's younger sister and she used to come in and sort of hide under the table and just mess around the office and always do little videos and silly little things and uh and so it's quite amazing seeing seeing you know that person that I still think of as as this kind of like almost like my younger sister because she was such a youngster when I first met her um and now you know the star that she is and the stuff that she's done but she's an amazing yeah an amazing person um and uh yeah, it's really nice to know her and it's lovely to do lovely to work with her because she's you know, she's, she's never, never horrible. Um, and it's always, always interesting. <laughs> That's amazing. So driving around in rather lovely cars and, you know, chauffeuring supermodels, being friends with them, it sounds like a pretty awesome job. Uh, where did the YouTube side of things kind of start then from that? I think when I, so um, when I left Storm, I went, I worked for ASOS.com uh, for a couple of years. I was their head booker there. Uh, and then I, I just got fed up with working at a desk nine to five. Well, nine, it wasn't. It was eight till ten sometimes, uh, Monday Monday to Friday. And I've always been uh, a, a petrol head. I've always loved my cars. And I'm an outdoors person. I love my mountain biking and all the rest of it. And I just, I, I think I just got to a point where I was like, I don't want to be stuck next to a computer all the time and, and stuck in an office um, religiously. So... Uh, so I came up with this idea of, of, of starting a little chauffeuring company um, with the clients that I knew I could sort of immediately grab, um, Cara being one of them. And uh, and so w- when I set that business up, it's very seasonal. Uh, you know, like she might be here for two months of the year, let's say. Um, and, and then, you know, one of my other clients. Well, so I'm only really working, let's say, four to six, seven months of the year. And then I've got all these big periods of time between jobs and clients coming over, uh, spare time. So 
I think I just that allowed me to sort of film bits and pieces with my M135i back in 2013 14 and uh, and then just it just kind of grew from there I think it was the response as as John knows when he did a few videos um a good few years back it's the it's the response you get the comments the encouragement that you, you initially get at least that just kind of eggs you to do more and it it was really just a hobby it was just it, it was a real hobby uh that then just grew and grew and the more time and effort you put into it the, the, the quicker it grew and I think 2020 like I said earlier on it was really that was the point where I was allowed to focus on it properly because my work side of things my real job was dead and uh and yeah and it's just it's done really well and, and it's actually starting to to earn me a living now which is which is a great thing because uh the ad ad rate up until then or whatever was just like you'd end up spend you know people think people think youtube earns you a lot of money and in someone like tim shmee 150's case yes it does when you've got a massive audience and and you know all the views and stuff that he puts out and the daily content but up, up until a certain point you're you're pumping out you know you're actually pouring money into the channel uh, and you're getting very little back from it. So when that's when that envelope turns, it's like, oh, okay, this is good. That's really good, and it's awesome to hear that you are actually earning a salary from this now as well. Because I, I, for me, it was it was a very very short stint. Um, having seen and and yeah, seeing people like Tim do it, seeing um, other YouTubers, not necessarily all from the car world, but I remember having an interest in doing it. And for me, the biggest turnoff was editing footage of my own face that was that was enough for me to go do you know what this just isn't for me I'm a, I'm a, a tremendously harsh self-critic and whilst I didn't particularly get any hate whilst I was doing it I just I just hated the, the well, my biggest hater was me <laughs> effectively which is what put a stop to it I think you though Joe you're very you're very lucky in a sense and correct me if I'm wrong here but you you don't really seem to get that much hate if any hate you seem to have a very very loyal, very committed, very kind audience. Would you say that's fair? Uh, I would to a certain extent. It's it's a funny thing because I think, like like many things, uh, when I started off, it was pretty much 100% love um, or at least like. Uh, and then once you start getting a little bit successful and, you, and your audience grows, then obviously you do get the handful of haters. Um, I think, again, touching upon what Tim was saying in, in your recent podcast, it's it, even though that the hate comments are so few and far between, it's those ones that that you know I'll pick up on my app or and, I, and I'll, it's those ones that I'll focus on. And and even now I'm thinking about say one that I got yesterday, but actually in the broad scheme of things, it's just a tiny little. And it's just yeah, who 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 knows who it is? You never know. It's someone behind their keyboard. So yeah, but I think as a whole, my audience is 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 really good, and I, and I and I love you know I would never exchange like my following uh, for something 10 times bigger if it meant I was going to lose the quality of people that watch me and um you know it's it's you're right it, 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 I'm very lucky in that sense because I've some channels get a lot of a lot of hate and it's uh I couldn't I couldn't deal with that but um but yeah and you're you're being a bit harsh on your face there John if I had your face <laughs> if I had your face I'd be a lot more confident in front of the camera <laughs> <laughs> It's a, face, it's a face for podcasts. That's, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. Do you reply to the haters? Do, sorry, I, I don't really like the term haters, but do you do you reply to the negative comments or do you just tend to leave them and ignore them? Um, it, if they really hate, I mean, it, it depends. Depends what sort of mood I'm in. If I haven't slept well and I'm a, <laughs> I'm a bit stressed about something, then I I might do, and I know I shouldn't. 
Um, but actually on my Instagram, um, I've got a, a, a favourite story section at the top of my, my favourite replies to some of the hatred comments because I try and turn them around and just make, you know... That's brilliant. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of people will say, oh, just don't bother, like, ignore them. But that gives me more enjoyment because then people on Instagram are like, oh, that's brilliant, you know, gold. So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I try... I, let's say I ignore 90% of them or delete them or block them from the channel. Um, but, but, yeah, the odd 10% I'll, I'll reply and, uh, yeah. Try get there was that brilliant um, account. It was James Blunt, isn't it? I don't know if you've seen yes. it. James Blunt has, has now released a book of his replies to the hate comments, and they're just spectacular. And I think, yeah, yeah. Do you find you get a, a self-regulating following as well? Do you have people kind of backing you up, replying to the negative stuff before you get a chance to? Uh, sometimes, yeah. If it's if it's early enough at a video, um, then 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 you will see that. Um, but then that's sometimes carnage as well, and I end up deleting the original comment because then people just get in, it just turns into an argument forum and it's just like, you know, just delete, get rid of it. But um, but you do see that and it's great. It is great to see, you know, your loyal followers sort of supporting you. So, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And what are your aspirations for what you're doing? Have you got a, a plan in mind of where the content's going to go or where it might take you or are you just kind of... Winging it. Yeah, yeah winging it. it goes. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like the story of my life, winging it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, if you had asked me 12 months ago before sort of COVID hit and my business was going reasonably well, um, I, I would have just, just said, I'm going to carry on how I'm doing and it's just let it grow naturally and, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but now in it, like my industry, chauffeuring trade, it's, it's, I think it's gonna be dead for a long time. Traveling in, in general is gonna be dead for, let's say the next couple of years anyway. Um, and so so I'm really trying to focus on, I was speaking to a guy that helps me manage um, manage my sort of YouTube earlier on and, and we've got a few like sponsors in place and a few, so which I, I, I'm now like actively trying to, to monetize it, but not in, I don't, the last thing I want to do is have a sponsored video every single video or lots of shout outs in it. I want to try and keep it as, as normal as possible. But I think what people don't realise about YouTube channels, uh, especially podcasts, all things, um, is when you pick up, let's say, a copy of Evo, you know, most of our, one of our favourite magazines, first three, four, five, six pages, or let's say, a, you know, a copy of Vogue magazine, it's always adverts at the start. Like there has to be adverts, you know, in certain cases, because these things fund fund your... So I think I've always been afraid of kind of using um, sp like sponsorships or, or, or shouting out particular people. Um, but I think if it's fairly organic and, it's, and it ties in with what you're doing, then there's no harm in it. And at the end of the day, um, it's kind of what you've got to do to make, to make it work. So, so yeah, I'm just going to keep, keep working hard and, and um, trying to think of interesting content uh, and uh, yeah, and, and just hopefully just watch it continue to grow. I guess that's a good thing about YouTube is it's always, it should always continue to grow <laughs> unless, it, unless it turns turns off overnight, which, <laughs> which, which is always a scary thought, but yeah. <laughs> well, I have to say that your, uh, your most recent video I watched and your sponsorship definitely worked because I spent about, I think it was 18 pounds on the thing that you were sponsoring. No. I now entered for a car competition. <laughs> but after watching your video, I didn't go and bid for a BMW. So <laughs> yes. I put in two, two bids for, or a few bids for two different cars. But uh, yeah, so your sponsorship actually worked because I, you know, I watched it and thought, you know what? 
I'll give that a go. So, oh. well done. Well, well, thanks so much. I appreciate that massively. Um, yeah, well, it's good to hear that it worked. Yeah, that's good. But you do realise that I will also blame you if I don't win the cast. And you do realise if you win, then I might ask you to borrow it for, you know, a couple of months. <laughs> that, that's after the big controversial argument has been put forward as it's clearly been fixed. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, yeah. We're, we're in a situation where you physically can't win that car now. Right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always thought about that because I've been tempted in the past. So I'm like, no way! Like, you know, they've sponsored me for for about twelve months. If if I did win, that like, I'm sure I can't even enter. But yeah, could you imagine? <laughs> Do you think of yourself as an influencer? Um, well, it's that it's an interesting term, and I know it's something that the likes of well, everyone. It's a big discussion at the moment, isn't it? Um, people like Chris Harris, for instance. In my opinion, someone like Chris. He influenced me to start doing my, I guess, yeah, going back to your question earlier on, it was probably him that influenced me to start doing my videos, along with the likes of Shmi and stuff. Um, and I think it's a, it's a difficult term because I don't, I don't like being, I, I don't like the word or the name YouTuber. I don't like the name influencer. But I think that's only because they're, we st you know, if you think of a stereotypical YouTuber or influencer, they're kind of, that you've got one thing in your mind. Um, and I, I, tr I hope that I'm not sort of that stereotypical person. But at the end of the day, like without blowing my own trumpet, I, I know that I influence a lot of, let's say, BMW sales. Um, I know that for a fact because I get sent it on a you know daily basis sometimes, emails and all sorts of things. So I know that I influence things. But I think that's that's not because... It's not because I'm being paid to influence like I am with BOTB and you buying a ticket yesterday or whatever, but it's because I passionately love the brand and I love what I'm doing. And, and then that reflects on people and people also want part of that, that car or part of whatever it is. So it's, it's an interesting one because, yeah, I think you can, you can, also, you can be paid for influencing, but you can also, uh, it's an organic influence. And I think organic influence works a lot better than, than any paid advertising does. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Would you call me an influencer? I don't, I don't know. I think, I think yes, is the answer to that. But again, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head with your, um, the comment about has it almost become a bit of a dirty word? Because it's, it, it, there, is, there are so many people wanting to be thought of as influencers who might be giving the people that genuinely are organic influencers a, a, a hard time yeah um i have a similar relationship with the word entrepreneur i hate the term entrepreneurial and whenever anyone approaches me and says oh i see you as quite an entrepreneurial person i hate it because the the world has become awash by people who describe themselves as entrepreneurs and it's just like the the least entrepreneurial or, or dynamic people you can imagine they're just people that want to go out and grab money yeah so yeah i mean do you find you must be getting to the point now where you're getting a lot of companies who are approaching you saying, um, you know, we'd love you to promote this particular product. Are you often, are you at the point now where you're able to turn stuff away? Do you say no to certain campaigns or companies or projects? Yeah, definitely. Uh, again, I think over the past tw uh, 12 months um, that, you know, I've been offered the things I get offered are maybe tenfold of what I did 12 months ago. Um, and, 95% of them I'm just not interested in they don't relate to me what I would buy or you know they're things that I would never so it, immediately something like that just doesn't appeal to me because I don't it doesn't fit in with the channel but 
if it is, um, if it's something, I mean, I haven't been offered, you know, ever anything like loads of money. And I think if I was offered a big deal on something, that that would obviously, that, that would twist my mindset slightly because it's, you know, it might be a big chunk of cash. But um, but yeah, it's, it's I try and be, stay true with myself and, 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 uh, and only sort of consider things that, that work with me and work with the channel. Um, I've just... Uh, yeah, I'm just about to do this week something with a an American detailing company that sell product products for detailing your car and stuff. Um, and it's perfect because I've run out of detailing stuff. I've read up about it. It's very good stuff. They've only just started selling it in Europe, and so that to me is great because it's a no win. I'm being paid. I've got, I, I stock up on good good detailing equipment, and I can make a video out of it. So you know, it's it's kind of like a it's a no brainer. But um. But yeah, it's you, you got to be careful with the amount of stuff out there, and also just under undercutting and underselling yourself because some people just offer you next to nothing, and it's and I think there's a lot of people out there that are taking such low sort of low ball um, amounts, and and that kind of just undersells all of us a little bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a fascinating industry in that sense at the moment, isn't it? Because you can, I think, a lot of people like yourself who are youtubing or influencing or even not even just youtube but just having big instagram accounts for example um where they may also have a day job that's suddenly got a lot quieter yeah suddenly that desperation is perhaps a, a a negative word to use but there will be a lot of people out there who will be taking those opportunities so yeah perhaps jumping on things that they're not all that passionate about um and i i wonder how the pandemic will shape that you know are there going to be a lot of people that are going to be trying to do what you're doing and being a, an influencer whether that's automotive or, or anything you know it, it could be any any subject matter um do you see the world of youtubing influencing the the whole social media push and that having your own audiences do you see that transforming and changing very much in the near future uh, be that for the better or the worse yeah it's hard to say actually um I mean, yeah, because I mean, last going back to last year, the first lockdown, for instance, I noticed a massive um, spike in views and 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 people and length of video watched, etc. Because people were at home and had nothing to do, and then that tailed off in the second lockdown. Um, but I think with this pandemic, if, you know, if, if it does mean we're going to spend a lot more time at home like we are at the moment, um, and a lot more people are going to lose their day job so effectively, then I think. It's probably you know uh, it's it's a natural thing to 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 try and to try and make work I guess for, for a lot of people because all you need is is a camera or a laptop and a um, and and so I think you know when people see that there's success like Shmi or you know other massive YouTubers um, of course that's going to entice people to try and have a go at it and, and try and make it work but. Um, but it's just such a it's such a long it's such a long journey to to try and you know like everything in life nothing comes for free and I think uh, hard work definitely you know gets you rewards uh, in most cases in life again but especially on YouTube so I think there'll be a lot of people that will maybe try to to, to start it but I reckon ninety nine percent of people after six months would just give up because they'll look at the numbers and just go this isn't working um, yeah. because that's what but not only. Not only that, watching your videos. So I've always thought, oh, I wonder if, you know, YouTube videos should be something that I'll go into myself, you know, going off the back of the photography. 
and then I watch yours and I think, hell no, I couldn't do what you do because you have to be so knowledgeable, so passionate about what you're talking about, which you obviously have, and it definitely comes across in your videos. And I think that's also something that makes you different to, uh, or at least not an influencer as such, and just somebody who influences from a, from kind of what John was saying, um, because you are passionate about it. And those people who do go out and think, you know, maybe I'll give the YouTube videos a go. The reason why they'll, they won't be able to succeed is because they don't have what you do have, which is that edge of knowledge and passion. And it's more out of, I'll do it to try and make money. And that will never succeed because as you said, it's, you start and it takes a long time and a lot of hard work to get to where you are already. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, well done for everything you've got to so far. You've made me realise that I would never be able to be a YouTuber. So. Yeah, well, that's that's very kind. Thanks, Amy. And uh, I mean, it's the same. It's it's exactly the same with with your amazing pictures. And it's you know, someone might think, oh, I can go out and take some photos, but there's so much to what you do. Like you know, starting from the actual vision, lining up the shot, looking at what you're going to get, and then actually capturing it right, and then doing the editing, whatever you need to do with that. And there's, there's uh, people can go out and do a basic version of that. People can go out and do a basic version of what I do. But, but like you said, it's, it's, it's actually being able to, 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 to capture a shot in the right place at the right time with all the right settings. It, it's all, it's all of those like ingredients that, that you can't just learn overnight. Um, and it's the same with, well, it, you know, it's, 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 it's similar with what I do in, in, in that sense. Yeah, I need to at least understand part of what I'm talking about because obviously <laughs> it comes out. And that's the other thing: if you do get something wrong, uh, yeah, you you know about it very quickly. You know, if you if you oh, an the engine, keyboard warriors. oh the keyboard warriors, yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's just it's uh, it, so it's yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, but yeah, I think the the automotive YouTube it, it sort of uh, YouTube platform is it's already fairly full. Um, there's quite a lot of people on there. Um, so so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens over. But I think yeah, there's 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 lots of new ideas and concepts uh, coming coming on. Um, who are the lads that you had on the other day? Camber. Um, Camber combustion. Oh, yeah, Alex and Matt. They're brilliant. Well, see, that's another example of why podcasts are so good because I'd never even heard of those guys before, and I know that you said they're your friends and stuff, but. Um, but since listening to that, I've watched probably ten of their videos over, over the last few days, and uh, and I I love their stuff, and, and and it's just they're brilliant. I mean, and that's that that's a completely different concept. You know, that's that's two extremely talented drivers uh, that are going out having fun, and everything you see is organic. But you learn things, you you know, it's it's an, and, and so I think there's always going to be like um, left field things like that that are going to pop onto the scene and they're going to succeed because they're they're you know. Again, no one could do what they're doing, or very few people, because of their talent and because they're good on camera and because of what they, you know, how they film things. As they talked about, it's very, they haven't just bodged that together. There's a lot of thought that's gone in. Um, so, so yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, let, let's, let's see what happens. But um, yeah, I think more people will go onto YouTube eventually. I think there'll be a lot of people listening now, and I've said this before to a few different people, both in casual conversations and in podcasts. There'll be a lot of people sat at home who have the aspiration to do it, perhaps. You know, they have a camera, they, they want to start their own channel. Do you think there is still the opportunity as Joe Bloggs sat at home that wants to start? Uh, we'll go specifically with cars because that's the world we, we work and know. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If there is somebody sat at home listening to this right now thinking, I am desperate to start my own automotive YouTube channel. Do you think there is still the opportunity in 2021 for somebody to go out, start filming, get content on a channel and actually earn an income from it? Or do you think that it's got so much harder than it was, say, five or six years ago? Yeah, it's a good question, John. Um, I think undoubtedly it's harder. I think every year it gets harder. Um, and I've, I've, I've talked to a few bigger YouTubers about this and um, it's just getting to that first, let's say, 10,000 subs is, is the really difficult bit now. And I think because you're in a in, in a such a big sea of others out there that are trying to do the same thing, um, I think it takes an interesting concept um, or character or person uh, to, to to make that happen. Um, and I think I think yeah, the biggest stumbling block for anyone, regardless of whether they've got a good concept or something different, is actually just continuing to just keep going and keep going and keep going. Because the more you put on YouTube, regardless of whether you grow quickly or not, the more it does grow, essentially. Um, and I think it's it's just, yeah, it's, it's it's becoming a harder platform to grow on, for sure. But I think if anyone out there is listening that, that's thinking about doing it, then I always encourage people, people message me all the time, what should I get? Well, you know, don't go out and spend a fortune on equipment. Don't go out and, you know, buy the latest iMac. To edit. Just start small and experiment. See how you feel. See if you enjoy it also get a feel of how much effort you need to put in <laughs> before you buy <laughs> before you buy all this equipment and then end up throwing it in the bin or putting it on eBay. Um, so try it try it first and then build your equipment and your, your stuff up because um, I think, yeah, a, a lot of people get the wrong idea and think that it's, you know, they see a press car turning up on my Instagram. Oh, lucky thing. And especially this time of year. I mean, I've got a car out there at the moment and it's just... Uh, like the last two days it's just sat there it hasn't moved it hasn't turned a wheel because it's gray and raining outside it's impossible for me to go out and film anything in um tomorrow it's looking sunny so i'm going to be running around trying to get some detail shots i have to get it cleaned in the morning then detail shots might get some film tomorrow then it's looking good again on sunday so i'll go out and probably finish the video on sunday so usually i'll take two days on a video to film and uh, and then hopefully I've got it all done by then because then the weather's bad on Monday and it goes back on Tuesday, <laughs> and then and then I'll come home with all of the you know all of my memory cards and everything to find that I've forgotten to do something or or there's been a memory card error or something. And if all that's worked out fine, then I've got two days behind the computer editing it or a day and a half or whatever it might be. And I just think people don't understand. And, and you know, do, do I get to actually enjoy that car? Probably not, you know. It's 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 yeah, it's yeah. it's there for a purpose. It's like 
you know, it's, it's, it's a job really, I guess now. So it's like, as much as I'd love to go and take it out for a proper drive without any cameras, with people, you know, with my mates, with John in front in his Z3 skidding all over. I mean, no, if we're, if we're on a track. Uh, <laughs> Driving very cautiously. Very, John, yeah, sen- massively say, sensibly. Yeah. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's the reality of it. And sometimes a car will go back and you'll look and you'll be like, you'll be editing it. And then you'll be like, oh, my God, I had whatever it might be. I had that car last week. God, I can't even remember driving it. I didn't even enjoy it. And and I think for someone like, you know, someone like Tim, it's another level again because he, he's so efficient with this stuff and he never spends more than an hour or two in some of these cars. Um, and, and he, I mean, it must just be a blur for him because he's in a different one every day. And um, so I think it almost takes some of that enjoyment factor out. But at the end of the day, you've got you've got a vision, you've got a project, you've got, you've got something to, to, to work on. Uh, and when it all comes together, it's a great feeling. Like when... It probably the same with you, Amy, when you're editing a picture or whatever and, and everything's just right and you're like, Okay, no, it's it's good, this is perfect. And that, that feeling of like it's finished, it's done, and uploading it is like a real nice it's like a really nice feeling. And then it's a bit anxious, how's it gonna go? Because the first hour is like the, the, the you know, the, the, the golden hour if you like and uh, but it's it's yeah. Do you find yourself watching the, the, the numbers, like seeing how it's doing and thinking, Well, is it is it doing as well as the last video or, or you know, where, where have I gone wrong or or like almost criticizing yourself before you've let it have its full run, I guess. Yeah, I'd like to say that I play it cool, but I do tend to to, to watch the video and the comments for the first hour uh, and try and reply to everyone because it is it's it's really important to to sort of get apparently I mean we never know how these algorithms work but apparently if you if you if you reply to comments and get the comments going at the start of the video then it sends something that YouTube go oh this video is popular and might push it up the list somewhere um, but um, but yeah so it's it's interesting and I do you you usually know in the first sort of twenty minutes half an hour how a video is going to go. Um, so so then I'll either be in a brilliant mood or I'll be <laughs> in, a, in a not so brilliant mood. It's just like, oh. and, and it's always the, one... the eBay listing. Yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> it, and it's always the what you can never predict. You might put all the effort in the world into a video. Um, you know you might go to Germany for two days and film something spend a fortune on fuel hotels and have a cameraman which is very rare for me but if you did you come back and the video bombs and then you'll go out and have a car for 45 minutes in the rain and you, you sit here for a while thinking oh should I even edit that is it even worth it and then you put it online and it does five times better than the one you just spent a week filming and yeah. editing you're just like really <laughs> how does that work you know yeah so I mean with with photography I find find that if I post a picture of a red car usually like a ferrari or something those pictures do the best is there like some magic formula that you think you know what i know that this video is going to do well because of these factors or is it just pure luck or not luck? i mean down to your skill and obvious (laughs) (laughs) i know what you meant yeah um yeah no yeah it's it's uh it's definitely i think yeah if if it's a if it's a new car that is hot off the press especially if it's a BMW, I've got quite a big BMW audience, then then it should do well. And if it doesn't, then there is something wrong. Uh, but funny you talk about the because the, the, thumbnails is something that I've worked on quite a lot over the last over the last year, I guess, as well. Like a good crisp thumbnail, uh, as you can imagine, um, makes a lot of difference for people clicking on it, because if you've just got an average thumbnail or whatever, um, it, you know, most people have got subscribed to fifty, a hundred YouTubers, and if they're if you if you're looking through your your sort of you know you, you, 
posted videos, if it's not crisp and clean and clear, then you're probably going to miss it. Um, and so, uh, let alone when it gets shared or if it's on a list somewhere for random people, because I think about 75% of my viewers aren't subscribers. So a lot of them are usually... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, I wish they would just subscribe. <laughs> it's like, just, <laughs> just subscribe. It's free. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's an interesting one. But yeah, definitely... Um, definitely makes a difference you've just mentioned you've got quite a strong bmw audience you've also mentioned earlier on in the podcast that you your, your car of choice for your daily your job is a bmw 7 series um you and i have had conversations off the record together where we have had we, we're clearly both very passionate about the bmw brand you know i've owned I never guess <laughs> <laughs> i've owned a fair few bmw m cars um, as, as well as a few non-BMW M cars. I've never bought a new BMW. I'll, I'll, I'll put my hands on the table and admit that. So I think it's fair to say you and I are both passionate BMW fans. However, BMW in the recent months, maybe a year or so, maybe even slightly more than a year, have been attracting quite a lot of negativity uh, with regards to some of their decisions on styling, some of their decisions by their marketing departments, uh, I guess my question to you is, have BMW, in your opinion, or are BMW, in your honest opinion, at risk of completely and utterly losing the plot? Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good question. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I really don't know what, more so what their marketing strategy and team are doing at the moment. I'm really confused by it. Um, I think BMW M, as you touched upon, is a real passionate brand. It's a brand that's been around for a long time and it's got a very strong following with very loyal customers like like us. Um, and I think they're, they're, they're very um, easily alienating a lot of current M customers um, at the moment mm. with all of their marketing strategy and, and campaigns i think there's two yeah there's definitely two sides to it there's the design uh, aspect of it um which is quite radical with the new let's say the new f80 and f80 uh sorry g80 g82 m3 and m4 see if i've got that wrong mm. in the youtube video there'd be lots of negative <laughs> um, yeah i think with it obviously yeah the big grills you know everyone's been talking about it for at least a year now um, mostly negative to begin with and I think mm. you see a lot of people coming around to them um, I was very fortunate that um, back in oh, when was it sort of August last year I got to have a look at those cars in the flesh um, in, a, in a studio in Bicester actually and uh, and I have to say that firstly when you see them in real life uh, they're, they're, everything kind of makes a lot more sense and works um, and again I think a lot of that is down to some of the really bad early press shots that BMW tend to take on on their normal cars and on their M cars. They take them at a very strange angle that seems to accentuate everything, especially their grills. And I don't know if they do that on purpose, um, but when you see them at head height in real life, that everything seems to work so much better. And so the first thing I, I think with, with with in terms of like their controversial looks of the new car is is just hold judgment until you've seen one. The early press shots we see are, are, are badly photographed, in my opinion. Amy would know more about this, but I just think that the angle they take uh, these shots at these days, that they just accentuate things like the grills and big features on the car. Um, and I think it's not until you see the car at head height, at our natural sort of, you know, where we where we look at cars, 
they, they look so much better, they, they tend to make a lot more sense. Um, and it all works as a package, it all comes together really well. And you, you don't tend to be drawn into the grills as much as you are on some of the press shot pictures and stuff. Um, so in terms of styling, I'm not against the new M3 and M4, um, but it's definitely an acquired taste, I think. Um, that, that'd be fair to say that. And I, and I totally respect people that, that don't like them uh, or haven't come around to them. Um, but I think at the end of the day for me, is the most important thing is, is the DNA still there? Does it still drive like an M car? Um, and I think the most worrying thing about the new M3 and M4 for me is they're circa 1800 kilos. And it's like, how, 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 how's a three series become almost two ton with a driver in it, you know, um, compared to, well, what's your Z3? Probably like 1200 kilos or something. Just shy of 1200. Yeah. 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 And, and you can't, you can't rep, you know, it doesn't matter what you do to a car that, you know, some of these sports SUVs are so impressive for what they are, how high they sit and, you know, uh, all the technology and how they handle. But at the end of the day that you just feel so disconnected to everything because, because you are, you're, you know, there's so, yeah, yeah. there's you and then there's a thousand electronics and then there's, you know, the actual mechanical part. So, um, so yeah, it's, so that side of it is, is it, I kind of sit on the fence cause I don't mind the styling too much. And I think people complain about BMW for not changing the styling or the, you know, their interiors or, Oh, it always looks the same. And then when they do change it, people complain about it, and that's going to be the case with, with everything, I think. Um, but in yeah. terms, I think there's like a big complain. there's a big mentality as well of people jump on the bandwagon. Like I remember when the the new grills came out for all the different models, and suddenly memes were getting created where it was a grill and four wheels. And I think people see that and they suddenly think, oh, it's very on trend to just criticise BMW for trying to change their design quirks at the moment. So. I, I think it's, I, I like you actually, Joe, when I first saw the car in the, the metal, yeah. it didn't bother me at all in the slightest. And I thought, you know, they do get a bit of a bad rep. For me personally, BMWs have always, I've always had a bit of a difficult relationship with the latest design of a BMW. As far back as I can remember since being a child, you know, I, I, I can remember the E90 shape coming out yep. and thinking that's horrible. That's a horrible looking BMW. And then within six or seven months, you go, oh, actually, it's not too bad. And as a result, the cars have all aged really nicely. I remember the E46 3 Series coming out and not being that excited because I liked the boxiness of the E36. Yeah. But now, as far as I'm concerned, it's one of the prettiest cars ever made. 100%. And I wonder, I wonder if in a few years time, we will look back at these now enormous grills and go, Oh, we really gave that a hard time, but could it be the case that BMW are maybe setting the trend, you know, for how cars are going to look from a design point of view? Because look at the new Mercedes-Benz, look at the new Audis. BMW aren't the only car manufacturers coming up with radically different front ends or big grills or extended features. It does seem to be the way that the world is going. So I do wonder if we will just go, oh, it wasn't that bad after all. Yeah. Well, I think if, if anything, with the, with the car manufacturers that are keeping it safe, they are the ones that are going to be outdated very quickly. Yeah. And even though we like, might go now, oh, that's nice, but we're bored very, very quickly, where it is the ones that we discuss and we think, oh, wow, that's that's a bit different. I don't like it. I do like it. They're the ones that we chat about and we, we still continually chat about. And as you mm. said, John, you look back and you think, actually, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And you're, I mean, you just brought up a very good point there as well. I mean, it, we're all negative or positive negative we're all talking about it we're talking about it before it comes out while it comes out and we'll be talking about it. Mm -hmm. and that's uh i mean that's that's surely a good thing for them um 
yeah, I think, well, all publicity is good publicity is probably not strictly <laughs> true for everything. But um, but yeah, and then, uh, but then the marketing side of things, I just, I just, I just find it so disconnected to, I, I, I get some of it and I get their strategy for, let's say some of the new, um, the new iX uh, electric cars that are coming out. Um, I think electric cars, people are going down different routes. Obviously, they're going to appeal to the next generation more so than us. Um, and so that, you know, they, they, they turn a lot of them into these fashion shoots with young sort of hipster, you know, <laughs> looks like a bunch of, you know, a bunch of, bunch of young, young, young guys and girls from Shoreditch that they've plucked out and thrown them in front of the car and blurred the car and blurred them. And it looks like the worst. Some of them I look at, and I'm just think, wow, like there's just, there's, there's no creativity at all that's gone into that. But maybe that appeals to the youngsters. So I, I get that with, like, I, I'm not one to comment on, on that because I don't understand it. And, and maybe it is appealing to, to the next generation, which is fine. And it's a big experiment anyway, I'm sure, because they need to see what's right. But I think using the same strategy for M cars um and uh, and allowing some of the stuff to you know recently just before christmas i don't know if you saw it um but they you're going to talk about the exhaust noise, <laughs> yeah, i mean <laughs> they, yeah so they they had um they had, it was for an m2cs it was an american uh bmw usa campaign and they had this m2cs drifting around a uh, corner on a circuit somewhere the, the visuals were amazing and the sound wouldn't have been too bad either but they decided to dub over well, I found the actual sound clip on YouTube because I was so infuriated by it. I spent ages on YouTube trying to find it. And it was a it was a Hurricane V10 GT3 car on, in Monza coming out of the chicane. And it's like, how, how does that, like, how does that even... I can understand how it happens because someone's got good taste in sound because it's a great sounding car. But how did that get signed off by someone at BMW? You yeah. know, how did someone go, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a Volkswagen. Well, it's an Audi Lambo engine on our M2CS. Yeah, we'll we'll show the world this, and that that sort of thing really frustrates me because that to me is undermining its 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 you know its customers, undermining its M car owners, and it's yeah, I don't know. I just it, it really things like that really frustrate me. They're not small continuity issues. That's a major problem, um, and for that to get slipped through the net, it's just like I don't know. Almost it leaves a sour taste in my mouth, and I just think. I really hope that this isn't, you know, going to continue, and this isn't the future of what BMW M is all about. Yeah, I mean, that I remember that day very well. That that video first surfaced, and I immediately did a screen record, screen record, and sent it to a, a car WhatsApp group that I'm in. I was like, "Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a Audi R8 V10 Plus sound yeah. that's being played over this." And suddenly, I then started seeing your account included. People were kind of flagging it up, bringing it up, and going, uh, "What on earth are BMW doing here? Like that? This is completely and utterly bizarre." And it it was just so crazy that us as just consumers of car media immediately realised not only that the sound was wrong, but we we knew specifically what make and model of car that was. <laughs> yes. And yet, not there's. <laughs> And yet there's either, a, you know, whether it's a marketing agency, an advertising agency, or, or, or anyone, at no point did anybody at any stage just go, uh, cool, so that's the sound clip from this car, right? Uh, no, it's not. It's from an Audi, but I don't think anyone will notice. <laughs> I mean, how does that happen? It, it, it's utterly mind-boggling. You mentioned 
the electrification side of things as well. So of course, BMW, like every other car manufacturer at the moment, are doing a big push on their new electric cars. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a video that was recently released. And again, I think it was BMW USA. I could be, I may be wrong in saying that, but it was a video that came out, uh, which is a, a bizarre scripted scene of a nighttime security guard duo. Have you seen, you, so <laughs> for, the, for the benefit of the listeners, I've just seen Joe put his, ha- his head in his hands. <laughs> and it's a video where ultimately... Uh, the new IDX car comes along and the cars can talk for some reason and the cars are talking to each other and driving around in the BMW museum and what unfolds is this frankly cringy conversation between this new BMW IDX talking to an old BMW 7 series who takes the role of grandpa and the two get into an argument about, well, I am an electric car and, well, I've got a six CD changer. And it seemed to me, as a, as a viewer, it was like BMW just going, everything that we've ever made in, in the past is utter crap. Yep. And look at this. Look at what we're making now and forget everything we've ever made in the past. And you think, oh, my God, for a brand with such loyal customers. Yep. You know, BMW's Instagram feed, for example, I don't know if they still do it as much now, but I certainly used to see it. They would share photos of people's older cars. Yep. They'd have photos of E36 era 3 Series because you know somebody's modified it or put new wheels on it or lowered it. It's a non-BMW OEM car, but the Instagram account would share it and say, look how passionate our customers are. Yep. Look at what they're creating now. And then fast forward to 2020 and 2021, and they're basically going, oh, everything we've ever made before is crap. But luckily, we've got something new. And it's I just don't get it. Yeah, well, like you said, I think you used the word cringe. And it is it's it is cringeworthy. It's, um, I know that exact video because, yeah, I was, probably like yourself I was sent it by a thousand people <laughs> and uh and it was just at first I thought it was a wind-up I couldn't believe that it was you know some of them come up, it's almost like an April Fool's um yeah and and it is it's but it's taking us all for fools and it's just it's 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 really sad that they're in can you imagine someone like I think another manufacturer that's very similar to BMW in that sense they've got a massive following and again that you've you're very close to and you, is um is Porsche and uh, just could you mm. imagine Porsche doing something like that you know insulting yeah. them you know they don't they celebrate their 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 heritage and their and their you know their their 911 lineage and everything that's been around before and 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 they just it again I can't imagine it's someone in BMW though it's some it's that's what I mean it's so disconnected why is there someone not going no this is not good this is this isn't a great idea please come up with a completely different concept because. You know they've been such an amazing brand for so many years, and 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 you don't you don't win new people over by insulting your old cars, and 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 no. and, and um, it's yeah, it's it's not it's not cool, um, and it's yeah, it's just it is cringy. I think the top tip for any anybody, if, if, let's just imagine by chance we've got somebody at a senior marketing level or a director level of a car manufacturer, not even a car manufacturer, could be anything. If you if you create garden furniture. If you're, a, if you're a manufacturer of garden furniture and you want to find or instruct a company that can help you sell your garden furniture, for goodness sake, find somebody that has a passion for garden furniture. <laughs> yes. Because the, the thing, that, what seems to be happening, in my opinion, is that it's like uh, there will be, you know, I, I've, I've dabbled a little bit in the world of marketing and PR. And yes, you get these big pitch meetings where people are invited, agencies are invited to come along and say, yes, we can sell your new garden furniture for you. And we'll do it with this amazing advert and this, that, the other. And obviously there'll be if, there'll be multiple factors from the brand's reputation through to the budget, through to what's it going to cost, through to all sorts of different things. But ultimately, 
if it can get to a point where the person that's creating your advert clearly has no passion for your product at all, no knowledge about the sound difference between an Audi V10 and a BMW straight six turbo, it, it's like, it, it just absolutely blows my mind that there is no, as you say, it's like, where's the pride? Where's, where's the, Where's the opportunity for somebody to go, yes, I've instructed you to sell my product because you clearly know about it. You have a passion for it. Yeah. It's it's very, very, very strong. I think there's a big, it's just, it all comes down to the massive disconnect between, and it happens in this country, and I'm not going to name any, any manufacturers, but, you know, all these uh, manufacturers based e either within countries or, or you know, that let's say that, that they're sort of uh, home HQ in, in Germany. They outsource these marketing companies, obviously, because... They, they don't have that sort of specialist inside their own uh, inside their own office but rather than outsourcing it and, and working with them I think literally like you're saying they just they just hand it over and although these people are maybe very good at marketing in general because that's what they do as a job there's probably not one person evidently in some of these that that have any kind of passion with, you know with cars let alone a specific like a BMW or whatever and I think I just don't understand if I if I ran a if I ran a car brand and I was outsourcing company, I'd want to know exactly what was going on, and I'd want someone from my own team there that that's that knows everything about the brand to to oversee everything, so that there's still that yep. connect there. Um, yeah. And, and and but I think that's yeah, it's just it's just bizarre. Um, and I think all of the the rebranded marketing stuff that might come out of Germany and then and then trickles down into BMW UK, for instance, and then, then then the dealerships, and it's just the same old regurgitated picture that ends up mm. on all the Instagram accounts. And you very rarely, in fact, big shout out to BMW New York and Manhattan. Um, those guys have kind of thrown all that material in the bin, and they do their own stuff. They get their own cars mm. from the show and go around New York, take really cool pictures. Professional photographer. But it's really cool. And they reshare, like you said, customers' cars, people that have yeah. they've gone in and brought a new M5 and, and have taken a cool picture of it in the middle of, you know. And it's like, that's what that's what I want to see from my local dealer or from BMW UK. I want to see actual people that have got M cars that own them and that have taken a really cool shot of it. Not the same old regurgitated stuff that we see. <laughs> you know, we're not. I'm not interested in seeing that same shot that I've seen on BMW, BMW UK, it just you know it's it just waters it down and um yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting topic and uh and i think yeah it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next year or so because i think there's a lot of unhappy people out there and and that particular sound video the the v10 one was actually taken down off of i think it lasted about 10 hours on on bmw yeah. usa and it was removed but again, nothing was said or talked about it. Like it was just no, removed, no. and it's like, well, yeah, you can't just remove something and then not talk, you know, not, not talk <laughs> about why. Um, but you know, so they know it's happening, and they know there must be someone that knows what's going on. But let's see. Let's hope it. Let's hope it improves soon. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you know, this isn't a, a, a slagging match for BMW at all because we are both massively passionate about the brand itself, and we we are part of that community, and we want to see that continuing to uh, to flourish and yeah it's it would be a very sad day if if suddenly any car manufacturer be that bmw or anyone else becomes the laughing stock you know, their marketing department becomes the laughing stock or the go-to funny car brand yeah. no I, I just quickly on that i totally agree and i think i think that's what a lot of people 
have got to understand is the likes of you and I, Misha, Robert Mitchell from Apex in, 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 yeah. in the Nürburgring, we all call them out and, and get passionate and talk about this in, in, in the fashion that we do because we love the brand and, and we, want, we want it to continue doing what it's done best. And that's no other reason. It's not because we're trying to slag off the, you know, the company. I've got a new M3 coming in two months. Like, I clearly love what they do still. But we just don't want to see everything getting tarnished along the way. And um, yeah, we just uh, vent, vent occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> so what is on the horizon for you, Joe? What's, what are you looking forward to? Obviously, it's very hard at the moment. We are in lockdown three and the world is, uh, is going to be a very strange place for a, a good few years to come. But knowing and developing what you have done for the past few years, and accelerating everything in that past year because of course that we've we've been forced to do more from home or we've been forced to step away from our usual day jobs um how do you see yourself evolving what is the future what's the what's the plan what's your five-year plan Joe? <laughs> <What's your> five <laughs> <year? laughs> um yeah well i think probably like both of you um i'm looking forward to the freedom that well some of the freedom that we used to have in the sense that yeah i just I can't wait. I love my European road trips. I love going to the Alps or the Pyrenees and, and uh, you know, and, and taking a nice car out there and just enjoying it and breathing in some fresh air. So I think that's all I can think about at the moment is the summer um, and mm. driving a nice car through the Alps somewhere um, and just enjoying that sort of spectacle and, and you know, something we once took for granted. And uh, I think it's it's something that um, that we all miss. So really looking forward to that and hopefully going to, Hopefully there'll be some reasonable good car launches this year. I think the new M3 and M4 are actually uh, coming in in March, so let's see what happens. Uh, it, it it might be delayed due to obvious reasons, but um, but yeah, road road trips, just lots of road trips, Nurburgring, um, and. Yeah, I can't even. I try not to think about it too much because it makes me a little bit depressing. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, just looking forward to to getting abroad and and having a proper drive. Just touching on the car launch thing because that's again, this is an, an interesting topic of conversation around the automotive influencers and YouTubers. This has been a real big topic of conversation for a long time, uh, mostly brought up, I'd say, by automotive journalists yep. um, who have been getting a little bit upset and I can I can kind of see why in the grand scheme of things you know a lot of uh, car journalists who have uh, they've gone to university they've studied journalism they 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 brought their passion forward and suddenly out of the blue on a car launch being invited by a big manufacturer like BMW for example they're sat at a table with automotive influencers who have no no journalistic qualifications at all they're not really potentially even that qualified to talk about the comparison of the car that they're on a launch to review in comparison to the the other market leaders car i assume you're getting invited to launches now is that is that something that's becoming a regular occurrence are manufacturers often emailing and picking up the phone to invite you to stuff yeah uh 2019 i went to a lot of stuff um mostly uk launches which tend to be about two or three weeks after the global launch a bit more reduced Mm -hmm. um but i've been on a few global launches um and it is it's a different it is difficult because you you definitely get the sense when you're sometimes they'll split us up so that so it'll be like a influencing youtubing group only uh but a lot of the time you're mixed in with with other old school you know proper journalists and 
I, I try, I'm, I'm a very nice, friendly person and I try and get on with everyone. Um, and, and some people are really approachable and others just don't want to know you because, because you are that influencer. Uh, and they won't give you the time of day, you know, and, 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 and it is, I guess it's, I try not to take any notice of it, but you do get some that are blatantly just rude to you, won't, you know, literally will, will, will do anything to ignore you um, wow. because of who you are. But it's like a lot of them, you know, don't, they don't know who I am. Um, they don't know, you know, I think my approach to it is I wish I did. I wish I was a journalist or, you know, from, from a younger age, it was something that I was always passionate in, but I just didn't go down that route and for whatever reason. And I think now I've kind of found a way into doing something that I love and I'm passionate about. And I, I don't have my, uh, you know, I, I didn't go to journalism school. I, I don't have that way of thinking. And certainly if you asked me to write an article, it, would, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> it, would be, it would be pretty ugly. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I, I think for me anyway now I'm like if I'm there I'm I know I'm there on merit and 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 at the end of the day I think now that I've I've, I've hit my 40s I kind of with people like that I just I just like you know whatever like you can think whatever about me I don't I really don't care um I know I'm here because I've worked my way to get here and and I produce you know enough content and and to enough people uh to make to make it worthwhile for whoever the manufacturer is um and I think it's 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 just changing with times because I think some really good journalists haven't adapted too well to be on camera. Um, and, and I think that's kind yeah. of become part of their job, but then others really have, um, like Henry Catchpole and, um, uh, yeah, um, there's so many. Jethro Bobbington as well. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the really good ones that were the best on paper also tend to be very good on camera, mm. but then a couple of them have struggled. Um, and, and, yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's a bit like London taxis and Uber coming along. It's like things have, things have changed and Uber worked. It's a very good concept and, you know, things, things have kind of have changed a lot, but I still look up to all these, you know, I was, I was at a launch with Steve Sutcliffe actually, um, mm. RSQ8 launch at the end of, at the end of 2019 in, in Tenerife. And, uh, and I was on the, I, remember, I literally, I was sitting in the back of the plane and he walked in and I was just like, oh my God, it's Steve, Steve Sutcliffe. <laughs> you know? um, and, 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 uh, and, you know, and then you get to me and it's just like, they're just all just normal car blokes, but they're just so good at what they yeah. do. And they're still my heroes. Like I'm, I'm good friends with Henry and, and all these, you know, a lot of these guys now, um, but they're still like my heroes. I still benchmark them massively. And, and, and I will look their look at their stuff. I think, well, I'm never going to get to your level, but um but then you know it's 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 just it's the way it is. But it's an interesting yeah, it's an interesting sort of period of time. I think with with the mixture of with with yeah, old school and and uh, digital people. It is, and you know the the the, the fans of the consumers of written journalism, mag, be that magazines or online articles, they will always have their audience, and the kind of people that would rather sit and watch somebody talk about it on YouTube will always have. Yeah, you'll have also have your audience as well. So I think I think there is room for both, and I I'm pleased to see that that rivalry is a bad word to use, but the, the friction between the two communities is now getting a little bit easier. And and I think we we touched on this a little bit earlier in our conversation, but it's it's a bit like the um, you know anybody giving it a go as a YouTuber. 
some people will last and some people won't. And like any industry in the world and any area of any industry, the best will always succeed. The cream will always rise to the top. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, I'm really happy to see people like yourself being invited to car launches because I think the time where the, the controversial side of influence is being brought to a, a car launch. You know, if you're an influencer that vlogs and blogs about absolutely anything and everything and suddenly Bentley invite you to go out to a review a car, but they put you up in a five-star hotel and give you Michelin star food and fly you out on a private jet, of course that person's going to say amazingly brilliant things. Yeah. And it's got to the point now where I think that, that crazy side of it is now coming to an end. And the people that are being invited, such as yourself, are being invited because not only do they have a good audience, but you can actually speak as a voice of authority. You know what you're talking about. You know how to pedal a car. I mean, there's a whole different subject we could go into for another time. But, you know, I know plenty of motoring journalists, professional motoring journalists that work for big publications. I wouldn't trust being sat in a passenger seat with them on a racetrack for a million pounds like and having done a bit of track day instruction with motoring journalists before i've seen some really scary stuff yeah um so you know i i'd like i'm I'm really pleased to see that you are being invited to stuff and i'm I'm fascinated to see how the industry evolves um and to see who's still doing it in five or six years time in comparison to who isn't and what's changed so uh yeah no more power to you i think um i think you're doing really well and I'm, i'm really pleased to see you're growing and growing and growing because at the point that I dabbled in all this YouTube stuff before I became one of those people that immediately put all my equipment on eBay because I thought oh, it's just more, more hassle than it's worth. Yeah. And um, we were having a conversation about growth and the excitement of it, and you know, you're 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 we really are flourishing. It's really good to see. Thanks, mate. Yeah, no, it's good. It's uh, yeah, it's been a long journey, but it's uh, but it's it's really really good, and it feels good. It does feel good when you get to that point like I touched upon earlier on when you actually start seeing your income is like paying for the channel and you know paying paying your bills uh yeah it suddenly all becomes worthwhile um so mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's good. and being invited on things like yeah i mean that still blows my mind is when the likes of you guys uh, or when you invited me the other day i was like really like like it's no it's just really it's 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 weird because like you're i'll i'll go out and sometimes i'll get like recognize you know someone will come up to me and there'll be a lovely sort of petrol head and oh i've got this or whatever watch your content and that's it it's not people a lot if i said that people might think oh what because you it's great being famous but no it's not it's nice being recognized as i watch your content and it's a full like it's a it's a you know it's a guy in his 40s let's say who's just stepped out of a really nice car and and he's telling me that he watches my content it's like i see the numbers it's one thing seeing the numbers but it's not another Mm -hmm. thing actually meeting real people and then going oh really you know i love and you're like you actually you really watch and i think and then yeah the likes of well not the likes of you guys the podcast as big as yours with some of the stars that you've had on um i think that's when that's when everything you know that's another side of like almost patting yourself on the back because you just think okay well this is it i must be doing something right um, <laughs> so yeah no it's really it's really nice it's it's uh yeah i feel blessed awesome Awesome, that awesome. Made me feel great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, as as we as I've said so many times, it, it's it is brilliant to see you grow and long may it continue. Let's have another one of these in a in a year or two's time when you're being you know, you 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 get paid a million pounds a video or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's roughly what I get per video, about about a million oh, yeah, about a million yeah. pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing and we'll see you soon. 
thank you guys and uh, yeah you, you too keep doing what you're doing i love 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 the uh, podcast thanks so much <laughs> The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat Podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven Podcast in your preferred podcast app, or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.